Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek, the post-Golden Globes edition, and I am Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters and I have just finished watching the ceremony, and so we have 2017 movies on our brain. Totes my goats. So a lot of times on this podcast, we watch movies that I haven't seen that you guys all know and love. You know, it's kind of classic stuff that how did I miss this when it first came out? But I'm kind of excited about this particular one because we get to talk about all things that happened in the last year, which for my attention span is a good thing because it's fresh. Yay, fresh. Do we introduce ourselves already? Yes. Hi. Happy New Year, Chrissy. Thanks, Justin. Glad you know that you were paying attention two minutes ago. (laughs) Well, I think it was a mistake to have the TV on, the, the news and... I'm a fan of having it on right now because uh, we're getting rain here in Southern California for the first time this year. Well, in this rain calendar year. It was a crazy day, man. Anytime it rains here, it's instantly crazy. It's like the city just stops functioning. So, rainage. There was a nail in my tire. There was a hole in my shoe. And then I got... My shoes got wet. There's just all kinds of bad... I had a five-year-old who was very mad that I wouldn't let her hold the umbrella. She was pissed. And then she asked me why she didn't get an umbrella at school. And I was like, because you don't need one. You're inside all day. And she goes, but so-and-so had an umbrella. And the other person had an umbrella. Lots of drama. I Lots know. of drama. All Spe- about the rain. But, uh, yeah, we watched most of the Golden Globes. I was like, I didn't finish watching her in ceremony yet. It takes a long time, guys. It's like a three hour. It's it's the longest Titanic. Okay, it's a three hour, fourteen minute show. That's a lot of time. I know. That's a lot of time. Uh, but from what I watched, it was you know good ish. It was okay. Yeah, it was a different sort of year. Obviously, I mean, the Globes are notably lighter than Oscars, but with what happened. <laughs> In Hollywood this year, I don't think there was a lot of room for levity, so I wouldn't call it a fun slash funny ceremony, Mm -hmm. but it was good. It it did its job. Okay. Were there any favorite parts by you? Well, the fact that both Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor won awards was kind of fun for me, being a huge Moulin Rouge fan. Yeah. Like all your faves, Big Little Lies. I know. Won all the awards. Yeah. I was like, they're not even nominated for a movie. They won a movie award too? Big Little Lies, you win. (laughs) Big little lies. Big little lies. I always feel slightly comforted by these ceremonies because generally speaking, the movies that I really kind of champion tend to do well, which I can't tell is just like, I guess I'm a sheep and the sheep and I think alike. Or I don't know. It just makes me feel a little vindicated, especially with this podcast. So often you rib me and, you know, 
Twitter ribs me gently for, you know, like not getting stuff or like, can't believe you hated Big Trouble in Little China. God damn it, Chrissy. <laughs> Is this Never some kind of like bet you have on someone? You're like, Never live it down. Every single episode, we must mention <laughs> the Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I know. I just use that as an example. So, so when things I like a lot win at awards, I truly feel somewhat vindicated. I'm like, see? Sure. It's great. Sure. I told you. I mean, the Golden Globes are BS, though. So. So why are they BS? Why are they BS? Yeah. They should be at the Golden Globes. How often do you? How often do you see like uh, on you know when you had the boxes, VHS boxes or DVD boxes like Golden Globe winner, winner of four, yeah winner of four Golden Globes. You saw that when they missed out on the Oscars when they won <laughs> the Academy. I'm sorry, the Golden Globes. For, usually, you know what you know what gets that printed on them musicals because in the best musical or comedy category they win, but then they can't win up against the big drama of the year at the Oscars. It's like sub JV, like varsity is Oscars, and then right. But not sub. I would call it JV. Really? Yeah. It's usually a pretty good indicator as how the Oscars will go. Yeah. I don't know. The older I've gotten, the less I've cared about awards. As a kid, I used to do all the ballots and all that stuff. But Yeah. I used to go to parties the whole bit, dress up. It was fun. Moving to, moving to LA jaded me, Chrissy. What but, has happened? But for saying that, I just want to like kind of... Be a little realistic here. Yeah. Justin says, like, oh, you know, again, I'm not so into it anymore. Yeah. He still knows exactly when it's happening. He, We still drink, you know, whatever we're drinking and watch and DVR. And then if it doesn't, we don't get to finish. He still finishes it the next day. I haven't like, finished it. It's still on our DVR. We were just watching it right before. If we didn't have to record this podcast, you would have <laughs> continued watching the whole thing, Justin. Don't even. Okay. I'm not. I'm not getting at you for this. All I'm saying is that, like, you're downplaying. You're like, I'm not super into it anymore. But I'm like, hold on. I mean, I'll still watch it, of course. But I'm not like hosting a party, you know, right? And have uh, everything's decked out in Golden Globe paraphernalia. I mean, who does that though? <laughs> People are super fans, I guess. Just hang some globes. Uh, but we're also old, and we have kids, so we ha- we don't get to watch as many of the movies as we used to. We talk about that a lot. <laughs> Remember back in the day, we used to, or I used to watch like 50, 60, 70 movie, new movies a year. Every time I turn around, he was either at that time on Xbox or watching a movie. Yeah, I like movies, Chrissy. I know, I'm not getting at you. How I'm long just... have we gotten to this podcast? Holy have you crap. not understood this? <laughs> but this year, uh, I watched a couple and then Chrissy watched less than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I asked him this the other day, and he like did this whole. He was like Chris Farley was like, "Back off, back me off, me, I'm starving." I'm like, "How did you get so much time to watch all these movies?" Like, and you're like, "Because I like movies." <laughs> That's not what I said. I said I I watch a lot of them when you fall asleep. The, oh, do you know what you said? What you said? Because with the free time I have, I choose to watch movies because I really like movies. You choose to fall asleep. That's not what I said. It was pretty close. You're such a liar. Nope. That is not what I said. You were like, you became an angry gay man. I don't know what happened. Why Why angry gay man? Because the way I did the imitation sounded a little bit gay. You, did ter- you do terrible impersonations of me. I do fantastic impersonations. I'm surprised you didn't do the butthead impression. <laughs> <laughs> I like movies. <laughs> 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 
Do it, Chris. How do I sound? I only say that when you're sitting like man spread out on the couch. Like I'm this. six foot six, Chrissy. I'm huge. I'm sorry. Here, let me pretend like I'm on our bed with like you and Camden, and I'm like falling off the edge. Our son comes in always around around three in the morning and like snuggles up against or, me, but somehow managed to like kick Justin out all of our California King. You, you know, um, but so we used to do top tens every year on our podcast when we, we watched did. a ton of movies. <laughs> uh, so instead, I was like, we can't do that because Chrissy just hasn't seen. I don't know if you've seen ten new movies this I, year. I'm not sure that I have, to be honest with you. Now, uh, I already put out my top ten. Uh, you want me to run them down? Yes. Okay, so I'll go backwards from 10. So this list is... Uh, let's see. What is it? I'm looking at it. Okay. <laughs> like the, the top, I would say the top three could... Either one of those three could be my favorite of the year. And the, cool. re- the rest are really good. Okay? Yes. Uh, at number 10, a movie we'll get to later, Mother. Nine, I, Tanya. Eight, Lady Bird. Seven, Thor Ragnarok. Six, Shave of Water. Uh, five, Florida Project. Four, Get Out. Three, Dunkirk. Two, It. And three, The Last Jedi. You mean one. Oh, one. Sorry. You're welcome. I'm doing backwards. I know. Uh, so yeah, my favorite movie of the year. Uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, guys. I mean, hey. is anyone surprised that Justin picked that as his favorite? Actually, and I, that's how I said Either Star Wars, It, or Dunkirk. Catch me on the day. I could I could say either three of those were my favorite. Those were the three movies of the year that I saw in the theater, and like one of a kind experiences in the theater, seeing them for the first time. Nice. I mean, you were with me for Last Jedi. You see how like like hyped I get. Oh, ridiculously hyped. Did you name It as one of them, by the way? Yes. Uh, what number was it for you? By the way, the Blu-ray just came in second. Oh, it was second. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Third is Dunkirk. Yeah, I heard that one and I, I didn't see Dunkirk. Oh, no. Yeah. I wanted to, but I didn't. We're catching you up. We, we, mm. we, 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 we're catching you up, Chris. <laughs> so what would be your top five of the year, Chris? Okay. So uh, for number five would be The Disaster Artist. Awesome. What number was that for you? Uh, not in my top ten. Oh, I'm surprised. I, I, I like the movie a lot. Yeah. Um he Franco is yeah. the best thing about it. If it's anything other than Franco, I'm just yeah. like, okay. Like Dave, I was just like, okay. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I wanted more Franco. I, I wanted more Tommy. Okay. So but yeah, I like the movie a lot. All right. Go ahead. Uh I would go with then number four is Coco. Yes. Coco is phenomenal. All the tears. So, oh, you have no heart if you don't cry in Coco. I'm sorry you don't. I was, I was kind of mad at you. I was like, Chrissy, you didn't warn me that I would be crying all over myself. Did you? Yeah. Because I said to you later, I was like, did it move you? And you were like, well, I was only half watching it. <laughs> there you go. What? I did that for you on purpose because you asked me for a butthead before. <laughs> no, I said that because I was crying. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was only half watching it through the tears. Falling down my face. There you go. It was a great movie. So I know. All right. Um, I lost myself. Three. Uh, thank you. I'm like, what number am I on? I Tanya. Yes. So good. On my list. I mean, it, and I'm glad it's on your list, but I was a huge fan of um, Nancy Kerrigan in 1994. 
And what, why'd you say it like that? Did you have like a Nancy Kerrigan seance box or something? No, I but I really was huge. I was. I like I like watched all her performances. This the whole incident that happened. Like I was super into it. Like a lot. Uh, I saw a great somebody say. <laughs> Uh, what if you went back in time mm-hmm. and you went and told Nancy Kerrigan that someday her life story would win like the best comedy award, <laughs> the Golden Globes? <laughs> what do you think she would say? Um, yeah, amazing movie. Uh, I think she'd be like, "Are you serious?" or something like that. Team Allison Janney, both of us. She's amazing. She in that just, movie. I, I mean, everything she does, to be honest with you, is is pretty phenomenal. I haven't, I, I can't think of anything that we we're like, oh wow, that one thing Allison Janney did sucked. I mean, across the board, acting in that movie, you know, Robbie, Sebastian Stan, that guy that plays the like the bumbling friend. Who is that guy? You know the guy I'm talking about. What? Oh, oh, Shane Stan Stanley <laughs> or uh, Stanley. Amazing movie. Movies. Check out I Tanya. Great I, soundtrack. I agree with you. What's your number two movie? I'm tied, so I have a tie for number two. Okay. Between Baby I'll, Driver. I'll allow it. Baby Driver and yes. three billboards outside of. Uh, Ooh, this is the problematic two. <laughs> <laughs> They're both really good movies. Totally different. So one's totally got, different. One's got Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And one is kind of like the crash of 2017 is what some people are calling it. I liked it better than Crash. Although when Crash came out, oh, I loved Crash. I fought, you hated it. I fought Chrissy about Crash. Oh, man. We had lots of oh, heated arguments about it's Crash. Be- it's, it's better than Crash. And I could see the like the, the weird the Sam Rockwell character and his weird... Yeah, turn is weird, you know. It's Francis, weird. It's weird. All right. Like he blows up and he turns into like a different character all of a sudden. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But I think it worked. You no? think it worked? I do. Chrissy, at the end of that movie, you're like, "That's it." <laughs> I was pissed by the ending because I like I like resolution. So for me, that part was hard. I kind of want to see the sequel more than the. I want to see four billboards. Okay, like four. what? What are Add the fourth? Because well, at the t- at the end of that movie, what are the two of them doing? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, they're going to Idaho. I know, but what's going to happen? Bad things. See, don't you want to see that movie more? Yes, but I, you know how you're you're just like egging me on at this point because I love resolution, so I can't stand it when there's no resolution. Well, I just felt like there was no resolution for some of the characters in that movie. Well, there you go. Um, but and- yeah. So, and uh, and what, that means you got a number one. Yes. Let me guess. No, I can't guess. No, go ahead. Guess. I was trying to think. Is it something on my list? I mean, yes. Is it Last Jedi? No. <laughs> uh, I can't. I don't have my list up. What is it? You don't think it's Mother? Uh, I doubt it. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. We it, was, it was Get Out. What? Yeah. Um, wait. Well, let's wait. Well, don't don't. No, I'm not going to get into the Get Out. I do have one thing to say about it, though. Uh oh. Okay. Not the movie specifically, but about this list. Yes. Uh, for me, it was a lukewarm movie year. So lukewarm in that you only saw nine new movies. Could be, but I mean, I like when I kind of mentally looked at the list of all the things that came out and the ones I saw and stuff like that. I was like. 
eh, I liked that one. That one was really good. That one's really good. All right, that one. But like, I feel like they're somewhat interchangeable for me in terms of the top five. And I know that for the sake of what we were doing, I put them in an order. But frankly, I could see, you know, on any given day, I'm feeling sensitive and Coco is my number one. And that day, get out is my number four. You know what I mean? Like, No Wonder Woman for you. No Justice League for you. I'm not like... Definitely not Justice League. Are you kidding me? Anti Lady Bird. I liked Lady Bird until the end. Same thing. I, I struggle B- with no resolution. No resolution. Yeah, at the very, very end. Or I mean, that was this, another one where I was like, "That's it." And that's why you hate it. I didn't hate it. I liked it. Okay. I did like Lady Bird a lot, a lot, a lot. But that's what I mean. This was a lukewarm movie year for me. Looking at the list, like it's it's just a mixture of either I didn't see it or meh or good kind of like that and everything good for me is somewhat equal it was a better year for i think tv for me than uh movies are we going back to big little lies again i loved big little lies <laughs> i loved it there are so many things i want to see on tv and i and i never get to <laughs> we'll see the one um the good place with Kristen bell yeah yeah you can TV. That's great. You can DVR that. I want to see The Handmaid's Tale really badly. Yeah. You yeah. Can, you can make that happen for yourself. Okay. It's because I have so much time. <laughs> I'm not at all upset. You know what? I, Tanya might be my number one now that I think about it. I know I put it at number three. That's what I mean. They're all hand interchangeable for me. Do you know how numbers work, Chris? No. I'm dyscalculic. Okay. But those were the movies I liked. I thought it was a it was a great year overall. A lot of good movies. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because I actively avoided the movies that were said to be bad. Like Cause, what? Because nobody's got time for that. What was bad? What was bad? Yeah. Like anytime someone was like, don't see Assassin's Creed or don't see Live by Night. I was like, okay. How is Blade Runner 2049? Do we know? I didn't see it, but The I, Goss. No, I really want to see it. But before that, I have to rewatch Blade Runner. And then Blade Runner 29 is like three hours long. So I think we talked about that on the draft. I was like, I really want to see these movies. But yeah. I assume Chrissy wants to see that. True. And that will take us a week <laughs> to watch just the second one. I mean, there are, some, there are movies we didn't see and that i'm not sure if it was because they sucked ran out of time or they passed us by like boss baby yeah or flatliners the new one or dude i totally want to see flatliners i'm sure you do did you know that there was a uh, a power rangers movie that came out this year uh i don't really care about power rangers i don't either <laughs> i just wanted to point there it was out also a transformers movie that came out that we haven't seen and a new starship troopers are you talking about the animated movie I don't know if it's animated. It doesn't look animated on the cover. But I will say that I'm excited about 2018 because I have Movie Pass and I have a desire to see more movies than I saw in 2017. Congratulations! And I want to make it happen for you too, Chris. We're going to figure <laughs> this out. More movies in 2018. Do these movies show shows like Big Little Lies? Just on big screens. We're going to get you one of those uh, clockwork orange contraptions to hold open your eyelids. So if they so make, you won't fall asleep. If they make movie pass and, and this gives you, and I say it with love, but a built-in reason mm-hmm. and 
excuse to depart and go see movies. Chrissy, you can go tomorrow night. I yeah. will give you my movie pass, and you can go see Greatest Showman with with Hugh Jackman the musical. I mean, I want to see it, but like. I would rather just be like locked upstairs where the kids can't get me for three hours and binge watch The Good Place. Like, that's what I want to do. Well, you can get the kids to bed. We can get the kids to bed at a good time. And you can go straight to the bedroom and do that. You can make that happen. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, wow, guys. We'll see. Good times. Anyway. Good times. Yay! Movies. All right, so two <laughs> two movies, catch-up episode that you missed in 2017 we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Are you excited? You ready? I am totes ready. All right, let's get started with the first one. What is it? Get out. Mom and Dad, this is Chris, my boyfriend. We're thrilled to have you up here. <laughs> but I hate the way it looks. White family, black servants. Come in and sit with us something wrong i can't move why can't i move you're paralyzed get out yes totally right you give me this look where i'm like wait what well because i'm seeing if you're paying attention or if you even remember well, of course i do but your the, short-term you make, rem- you make me all second guess myself all the time well here's a reminder because here's the log line for get out it's time for a young African-American to meet with his white girlfriend's parents for a weekend in their secluded estate in the woods, but before long, the friendly and polite ambiance will give way to a nightmare. Get Out was written and directed by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kalua, Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Catherine Keener, Caleb Landry-Jones, Lakeith Stanfield, Stephen Ruth, Stephen Root, sorry, Betty, Betty Gabriel and Laurel Howery Chrissy. You you gave this, this was like your favorite movie of the year. Yeah, it was really good. Until you remember that I, Tanya was also on your list. <laughs> but apparently it's very high up. Yes. Uh, you just watched it. What do you think? I knew it was going to be good because uh, this is one of those movies that people who I know from all different walks of life who have different taste in in movies who had seen it everybody across the board was like this is a really good movie and so my uh including 99 percent of on rotten tomatoes 99 really yeah 295 fresh reviews three rotten reviews so whenever i I get that sort of feedback i have to say there is a part of me that's trepidatious about it because i i wonder oh boy are we setting the bar a little too high again is this going to be like wonder woman where everybody's like it's amazing and i'm like it's pretty good. You know what? But- and the older I get, the the more I want to be the person that tries to actively avoid like trailers and like people's Opinions. reviews and stuff because I really get tired of the, like, oh man, it's not as good as everybody said it was going to be, or like, you know, I thought it was okay, but everyone else like orgasming over it. I'm just like, why don't you just like take it as his own and don't let what you hear about the movie affect your opinion of the movie, right? Because often that becomes like the first thing that people say in their review of the movie and how it colored their enjoyment or, you know, not so much enjoyment of the movie. Does that make sense? What are you trying to say about my <laughs> review so far, Justin? <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it just something something you said spurred that. It, it triggered me, Chris. I hate when people say that. Do you know what I hate? <laughs> 
Anyway. <laughs> you know what I hate? He's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. So. Don't you love that I do my impression of you doing an impression of me? No. As butthead? No. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Anyway. Jordan Peele, I mean, anybody who watched Keen Peele knows that he's incredibly talented. But what a debut in terms of, um, he wrote this too, I believe, right? He directed and yep. wrote it? Yep. Pretty phenomenal. A tour. Yeah. His his deal. I know. And so, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away if people haven't seen it. And I know it's late. I'm sure everybody has seen it by now. Oh, I mean, we're going to have to talk about it. I know. But I, I don't know. There's, yeah, if you haven't seen This is seen... one of those movies where I like, I don't want to give it away because that's, that's half the fun. Yeah. But suffice it to say, even when you think you know where it's going, that's not where it's going. And it's not misdirection for the sake of misdirection. Where I've seen movies do that. And I actually think the other movie we watched did that a lot. Like, anyway, this, this wasn't uh, doing that for the sake of it itself. It definitely serviced the plot. But um, you truly don't know where it's going until it, it lands, where it ends up. And then uh, it, it, it becomes a snowball going downhill in terms of the excitement, in terms of uh, character redemption. And uh, by the end, it's like if, if we, this were a physical kind of showing of how you're feeling about you you're the type who'd be pumping your arms up on the couch like yes yes and uh i haven't felt that way about a lot of movies this year so this is why it was so high up from my list for me now if if you're looking at the plus column for you sure what would be like the top of the plus column if you were like this was my favorite performance uh scene thematic undercurrent Remind me, remind me the name of uh, the lead actor. What was his name? Daniel Kalua. Yeah, I haven't seen him in other things that I know of. Um, he was in. Uh, he was in a great episode of Black Mirror. Another thing that we've been I love Black catching up with lately. Yeah, we're in a very dark place, guys. Evidently. So we watched these two movies. <laughs> January is kind of a dark time. <laughs> and anyway. we've been watching Black Mirror. The holidays are over. And then you Sad. know the the reality of our existence in this country existential crisis yeah yeah a dog still sick poor girl so sad i know um so to that point um he, he was great he was amazing yes. I, and, and i hadn't seen him in anything before so that's always nice when somebody who you're unfamiliar with surprises you you know i know katherine keener is great whenever i see her in anything i'm like she's really really good at what she does you know but well, that's getting to like he wrote. So Jordan Peele wrote and directed this movie, obviously. But another ma- master effort in the casting of this movie, because with with the main this main guy who is someone totally new to you, mm-hmm. but is um, you know amazingly skilled skilled and his main he's he's kind of like uh, you're seeing through you're seeing everything through his eyes. Like you're yes. you're the person in his situation. You're like oh my gosh. So you need someone strong. Who's you, some you can empathize with, mm-hmm. and then you talked about Kathy Keener. So Keener and and Whitford, who are like liberal, you know, gods of culture, you know, yeah. have a lot of weight to them, and that works like with, Southern wasps. Exactly. So there, there was already a shorthand in the casting, like oh, Kathy Keener, oh Bradley Whitford, yeah, and you know, if it would have been someone else other than them, it might not have worked the turn in their characters that so surprise you. True. And and I love, um, to be honest with you, any movie that gives weight 
to a protagonist who is a person of color or a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, this is the year for that anyway, but uh, it, regardless of it being kind of, you know, uh, politically on point, uh, it was amazing. Just it, it was it was not cut out of any stereotypical mold. So that's another big pro for me in 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 that column that it was uh, not just unexpected thematically, but uh, a welcome respite and surprise for in terms of being written for an incredible black man and and acted acted the shit out of it um the whole craziness i don't know how to like sum that up in a pro column but like the fact that it is batshit crazy what uh the town and the people who live in it are attempting to do and once it's that you get the big reveal uh when he's tied up in the basement and they show the whole video explaining and uh, it's the I, for me, my my brain just went. Mm-hmm. I and this kind of goes back to my whole like expect the unexpected thing, but anything that goes off the rails and doesn't lose itself in the process, and this didn't, it didn't lose itself ever, but it was totally off the rails. I love that. I love following those sort of stories. Why do you look at me like that? <laughs> No, I'm I'm taking in. I'm listening to what you're saying. Okay, I, I love the movie as well. I love both these movies. So the the reason that I pick these two movies are obviously they're both in my top ten of the year. So I love them, but they're also extremely timely, uh, very subversive, very audacious. I mean, the fact that both of these movies came out. These are not indie movies. These were put out by Universal and Paramount major studios. Mm-hmm. Is heartening in a year where you know we're drowning in disney movies or marvel movies or all this other stuff so um very original auteur movies from both efforts um yeah i mean get out is a a scary scary i mean he called jordan pill called it a documentary he's like because those it was nominated for like the the comedy portion of the golden globes they're like what that's that's not he's like no it's a documentary because of all the you know things about race the very i mean it's uncomfortable things about our country and and the state of our country and and the, the timeliness of it um i don't know it's crazy you come from you come from, you come from here. I I come from the south where this this doesn't this, seem far off. Huh? This doesn't seem far off. No. No. Wow. No. Well then maybe I I have to strike my it's so crazy <laughs> comment from the record. Cuz it's true. I mean, and and you know what even as I say that having grown up, grown up in Los Angeles or in the suburbs of LA, we are somewhat segregated out here to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. If for being a big city, it, it's not the melting pot you would imagine that it is per se. It is on paper. If you look at a census report, sure. But everybody pff, kind of for the most part, it is somewhat uh, segregated. And I'm not sure if that is just I think it's a bigger question than we can answer in this podcast. But um, perhaps I shouldn't be so surprised or just in shock and awe over how crazy it all is. Well, I mean, I was talking about 
more about the themes, but yeah. some of the things that happen in this movie are surely crazy. Well, of course. Um, I mean, brain surgery. What did you think about the sunken place? Oh, man. I felt sorry. If I, I mean... Just a lot of weird, you know, a lot of crazy uh, symbolism. Yeah. This is... Both of these movies are great uh, movies to watch a second and a third time because for both of the... I mean, I don't, I, we'll get to the other movie in a second with you, but both times I watched both these movies in the theater the first time, the whole time I was just like... What is happening? What is happening? Yes. What is going on? This right. is amazing. Yes, and, and that's then, why I'm not being the, as articulate on this review because that's kind of where my head is still. Well, especially for... We're talking about Get Out. Um, you know, you're, you're wondering like, what, why are they, what is this? Like, why is this weird? What is this person saying? Why are they being so weird? And then once you kind of realize what's going on later in the movie, you're like, oh, that's why they were saying this. That is crazy. There's not a there, it, it's there's not a lot of wasted dialogue or anything. Everything makes sense and lines up with the right. themes. Um, that's why it's it's it's, it's crazy brilliant. What it's he interesting. Did. It's interesting. Uh, you know, and I know we're going to talk more about Mother, obviously, but if you think about both movies in the context of a bad dream. And what it's like when you are having your own nightmare. I don't know about you, but I don't really, I feel like I don't dream very much anymore. But when I was younger, I dreamt constantly and I used to have a lot of bad dreams. And one of the recurring ones, if you could call it recurring, it was just something that happened, was in trying to run away. It was like sometimes my legs were quicksand. Where it's like you, it, it, you're almost like no matter what, how much effort you're putting forward into like trying to propel forward, your legs are just moving at a glacial pace heavily. You know, you you can't. You're in a situation you can't control, Chrissy. That's what that's all about. Yeah. So when you when you there, thank you for that. So when you bring up the sunken place, it makes me think of that. And there's so many things times in Mother, I thought of that too. But this is like a bad dream that you don't. You know something's amiss, but you don't really know you're dreaming until it's too late, and then you can't wake up and you can't get out of the dream, and it just snowballs downhill. Yes, but what what this movie is saying is that is, uh, you know, for minorities for that is life for that, dream. that yes. is yeah that is real life yes, um, but yeah, and it's weird watching this also with all the crazy stuff happening with um. Jeff Sessions and the the thing about marijuana oh, yeah. and the fact that he's a racist troll, um, you know, who is pocketed by the prison industrial complex, and it's just freaking scary, man. It's scary. Ugh. We are living in scary times, Justin. Ugh. We really are. But the, you know, Get Out is probably the most 2017 movie. We could get, um, I don't know. If it weren't so scary, I would want to show it to Brooklyn. I will not. It'll freak her out. What are you talking about, Chris? No. Okay. So here's where my brain went. We were just talking about scary times. (laughs) No, let me explain. You already freaked her out enough with that like five minutes of face off that one time. She still talks about it. (laughs) Yes, she does because it's imprinted on her. Oh, whatever. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is her favorite show at five. Anyway, she watches the music. She watches the musical. The, yeah, episode, I know. So. Um, <laughs> she really loves the two witches. <laughs> Are they sisters? Anyway, <laughs> so 
So the best friends. The best friends. So um, the reason I said that is because I know you were talking about like how like this is a very rough time we're living through. This is real life for uh, people of color. And my brain went to a place of like, we man, we've got to make it better, you know, anything better in in the next generation than it was for the previous one. And I was like, and I thought it starts with education and your children. And I mentally kind of uh, temporarily replayed conversations I've had with our kid, you know, over what it's like to uh, be a person of color and that we don't know that experience, but all we can do is help propel anybody and everybody forward who is and, you know, call out injustice whenever we see it. And uh, that's why I was like, man, I wish I could show her this movie. Oh, wait. (laughs) Probably can't. So, but what's the appropriate age to show Get Out to a kid? Like seven? Seven? (laughs) PG-7? Why seven? <laughs> no. That's a hard one, man. That's a hard one. Um, what did you think about Lil Rail that played uh, his friend? Oh, what was the friend's name? Rod. Rod. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. And so I'm torn on this one. Yeah. I personally loved him. And I thought he added a touch of needed comic relief to what was a tense movie. Yes. Uh, and uh, kind of was like the voice of the audience in a way. You yeah. Know? If this were your friend, like you'd be like, "What the fuck, man? Get out!" <laughs> like literally. Um, and at the same time, there was a part of me that was like, "Okay, but wait a minute. Are we getting too much into the caricature of a person of color? You know, the friend on the side who's the funny black sidekick." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I see that. I did have a little bit of trepidation just about that because I was like, oh, we don't want to get pigeonholed in that now. Let me ask you a question and what? watch it the second time. I still have this question. I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this who are like, oh, you, the obvious answer is this. So maybe I'm a dummy. But, and we're going to get into spoilers here. So he, all this happened, but Little Rail, Little Rail's character, Rod, he knew all where his friend was and who he was with. So what was their plan for him? Did they just not assume that he was going to go to the police and like if his friends were were to disappear, mm-hmm. what was their plan not to get uncovered by Rod? Well, you saw Allison Williams when she talked to the phone. She's like, I don't know. He just left and he left his phone. Like, I think they were just going to play it off that way. And this is, I think, another sad commentary on what it's like to be black in America. Nobody cares when a black person goes missing. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy for, uh, you know, some well-to-do white people to be like, gee, I don't know. He was here, but he said he was leaving. And everybody just kind of goes, okay, fancy white folk. And moves on. So they basically underestimated Rod's detective skills. Yes. And and correctly and astutely, unfortunately, uh, estimated just how much of a fuck everyone would give that he was missing. Got it. Got it. And that's why this was able to happen time and time again. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, the... All the symbolism the second time get it much more like the the silver spoons and the the deer and the um. I don't get what you're talking about. What the spoons? You know how she like uh, the, the tea. The, the tea. She yeah, has yeah, a silver yeah. spoon. Yeah. Because she's a rich white person. Oh, it's controlling. Uh, um, 
and then the there's deer throughout the movie right because uh you know it's like prey for for them both both chris in this movie and the deer like pray for them and you know a trophy to put on their wall and that's why she has her her titanic a young buck that's why she has her titanic séance box but it's filled with photos of her with young Young, uh, that, see, that was an incredible reveal for me. Like, I knew something was wrong, obviously, but like, when that's what's crazy about this movie is because Allison Williams was always like, I watched the first couple seasons of Girls mm-hmm. mainly because I liked everyone other but what's her name, Lena, Lena Dunham. Dunham. Like, Adam Driver is amazing in he that show. Great. Um, the, the other girls, but Allison Williams was always like just kind of like one note and kind of like bland and boring. I thought she actually did a really good job at playing the two, like, I mean, she flips on a dime at one point in the movie. She puts a ponytail in and, and it's it totally, over. It totally works. <laughs> I was like, damn, Allison Williams, you go. Yeah. You're drinking your milk and eating Fruit Loops or that crazy ass scene. There's one, yeah, I think it's that scene in particular where she, if you closed your eyes and you couldn't see her and you were just listening to her talk phone, I believe she was talking to Rod, she sounds so genuinely concerned and like, Oh no! And uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. And she turns during that yeah. conversation too. But, but if you when she realizes, if you just he look knows at her face, she's else. so stone cold fox. We were like, "Whoa, what a sociopath!" So I have a question. What's up in the family photo that, like, the old grandfather? It's not a photo. I guess it's the video that he watches downstairs. Yes, you know. It looks like in like when they're all standing together as a family, he's like, "This is my family." Blah blah blah. It looks like there are two little girls. So does she have a sister? Was there two little girls? Yeah, because I was like, well, "Which?" Cause I, no, I, remember, I thought it was the son and her. I thought there were two little girls. Maybe I I mislooked it, cause, but but I do remember asking myself like, "Which one is Allison Williams?" And then I'm well, like, "It was definitely oh, like the the video was there was some it was a, a longer time ago because obviously the old guy was still alive and stuff but right what did you think of the 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 son played by Caleb Landry Jones of every movie in 2017 fame jesus christ where do i even begin with that kid that's so that's the one performance where i'm like did he, did like he go overboard with this oh 100% but but then i was like or, this or is he the the son that they have to control and like oh like well, we want to be creepy. We want to we want to be creepy on the DL, not on like <laughs> super super in your face. I mean, my opinion was just that he was written in as the intentional red herring, you know, of like because the whole time you know up until that point something creepy is happening, like something's not quite right. But the so the, red the rest her- of the family, the red herring is like he's just he's the creepy one. Like, yeah, he's the one yeah. with a problem. Well, yeah, well, because before that, like like I said, it, you know something's amiss, but you're not sure what. And the family, everyone else, does such a good job at keeping up appearances and seeming to be genuinely charming to a point where you're like, well, okay, it can't be her. And it can't no, it can't be Bradley Whitford because look, he voted for Obama three times. Yeah, I'm kidding, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean. And, and but he's the first one who comes across with his like, he's almost like the slack jawed yokel of the rich family. Where you and go, that dinner oh, scene. That, that's right, because mm. that dinner scene happens, and then and then all the friends come over for the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that whole party scene is just like okay. Something's amiss. Totally. Like everybody's like, "Hey, you like you, you like Tiger Woods? Like you voted for Obama? Like yeah. you play basketball? Yeah. You know, you like bad boys? Yeah. How about golf? Can I teach you to golf? No. <laughs> like, geez, Louise, people. Right? 
And and she, Allison Williams, does a good job of acting like, oh my God, you're right. Oh, this is what it's really like to be you, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, I tried to tell you. Oh yeah, they have that scene where like it's Silent emotional, bingo. emotional, but no, the the two of them are having this like emotional conversation by the lake or something and they're having silent racist bingo (laughs) on the other side. (laughs) That was so fucking scary by the way to see like the kind of like the effigy of him and then they were and then they're like having silent racist bingo and I'm like holy shit what is happening here? Um, And we haven't even got to like the two like um, the two actors that played uh, the maid and the like, the groundskeeper guy. Ugh. Oh man, grandma and grandpa. Yeah, oh. that's another thing. You're like, why are they acting like this? And then when you finally figure out what's going on, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like when that one where he's like, he ran really he's doing fast to get out. You yeah, know, that's yeah, like yeah. a meme, like running straight at someone. We gotta get you to the get out, the get out challenge or whatever. Oh my god, that's amazing. And then you turn right at the last minute. Like, whoosh. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Um, I, I feel like this podcast is actually kind of uh, parallel to the movie, how like it gets going and it's snowballing. <laughs> this is not parallel to the this movie. Is, no, because no, I'm saying that cause in the in the fact that I feel like it's snowballing the more we talk about it. Um, oh gosh, what was it? I feel like there were so many times in this movie where I was like, why doesn't he just pick up his phone and like go s- call somebody or like why doesn't he like GPS pin this they location kept, to run? He kept draining his battery, man. I could I could totally I feel for him right now because <laughs> my iPhone battery is a brick. Yeah. Um so if I had to come up with a negative, okay. uh, the and it's crazy. It's not even like an it's like when you go to a job interview and you're like they ask for like what's your um like what's the your Something you need to work on, like, Ugh. you know, and you like say something like, I'm just, I'm a perfectionist. Exactly. <laughs> no, I was about to say the one thing I wish there was a longer, I feel like there's an, a, a, an act one, a, a long, a really long act two, and then a really short act three. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. I wanted act three to be longer. Like once, you know, Maybe right before he's like in the chair in that room, you know, maybe there's some more stuff. I just needed more there. Right. If that makes sense. Like he went from like uh, escaping from that room to like everybody's dead and like, oh, it's in the movie. I'm like, I wanted like a little bit more. Yeah, that happened pretty quickly. It's kind of true. Like all of a sudden it was just like, and now I'm picking you off and picking you off and picking you off. Or maybe just more of like what like what the hell this group is all about and like is it just you know this family ran this is it yes. like bigger than we know yeah not just like explained by a 70s video in the basement well he jordan pill has said that he has ideas for a sequel but i don't know if like this is the kind of movie that i don't know is this one of those movies you're like okay it's it's pr- pretty close to perfect don't mess with that. Yes, although I do think that it it would actually be good subject matter for a sequel if they took it in a new and different direction, which I think that Jordan Peele has proven he's capable of doing. So he's got a high bar to right his sophomore effort. But if like they, you know, if if they as opposed to just continuing the story, if they like took a left turn and went somewhere different with it, it could be interesting. Go ahead. What is this left turn you speak of? I haven't written it. <laughs> Come on, Chrissy. I'm sorry. You have the time. Oh, go yes. You have I the do. wherewithal. 
anything other things I've that spend so much time watching big little lies <laughs> kidding any other major things that we missed that you liked didn't like what would be your like personal sunken place what the hell <laughs> Like, because she used that, obviously, against him to get him, you know, to... Are you trying to make me cry? No. But, like, no. she got oh there God. real quick, where she was like... Oh, my God, because he's got a spoon. Tell me about... <sighs> I can't do it. <laughs> sound. I'm going to talk about that kind of stuff. No, stop, Chrissy. I don't approve of this. <laughs> you're not really, you're not really good at that. Tell me about your sunken place. Um... No, I don't want to talk about sad stories. Okay. Although he he he's a good crier, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh yeah, like eyes open, not even blinking. Imagine that being like your big emotional scene and nailing it, and then it's everywhere on the poster. <laughs> you look. Would that be weird? Yeah. He did a good job though. Um, but yeah, Get Out, amazing movie. What would be your final grade for Get Out, Chris? A. A? Yeah. I agree. A. Solid A. Um, cool. A for effort. I guess we're done then. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, for the second movie, we watched a movie that Chrissy, again, famously said that she would never watch, a la Human Centipede. Uh, and that movie's Mother. Mo- small M, exclamation point. What brings you to us? Well, they told me I could find a room here. He thought we were at a bed and breakfast. He's a stranger. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? Who are these people? They've come here to see me. <laughs> come quick. You're insane. God help you. Um, so here's the log line for mother Chris a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home disrupting their tranquil existence written and directed by Darren Aronofsky starring Jennifer Lawrence Javier Bardem Ed Harris Michelle Pfeiffer Donald Gleason is it Donald? Donald isn't it Dold? Dold? <laughs> Say that one again. Isn't there no N? Isn't it like D-O-A-L-D? I think it's... That's how you spell it. All right. What you got? It's Dom H. Hall. Donald. You guys know who I'm talking Dom, about. Dom... No. He's... he's, he's Dom no. Last Jedi... About time. Yes. You know, we love the movie. Oh, about I love time. About Time. So good. Um, Let's talk about that movie. Can we? 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. So before we get to what you thought about it, Chris, you didn't want to watch it. Well, no. And it is because some message boards on Facebook, someone so explained you went, to you. You went to see the movie and then you came back. You're like, oh, you have to see it. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And you're like, you just have to see it. Yes. And that made me Google it. 
And the headlines... Why are you one of those people that wants to spoil things? Because you and I are very different that way. You said it yourself earlier. You're like, the older I get, the less I want to like know anybody's opinion, even see a trailer. Like I want to go in totally blind. For me, and this has been true my whole life, even if, if it's something I love dearly, I am much better when I go in knowing as much information as possible. Much better. To po- define what much better means. Good point. Uh, a few different things. It means usually I, I can follow, especially if it's a uh, very complicated plot, a lot more easily. Uh-huh. Um, I love having background on characters going in, almost like a mini character assessment. So, you, you know, it it informs my opinions, unless it's like a thriller where you, you shouldn't know going in, you know what I mean? But like, especially if it's a drama or something, like what is everyone's motivation going into something? Um, and if it's a... If it's anything dense or historical or anything, the more information, the better to get context. So you're better when you have less context. I'm better when I have more context. I, it's just as simple as that. Okay. So you read this and you were like, nope, not going to watch it. Well, I, yeah, because I saw the headlines that were like, do you like baby eating movies? Then you should watch this. And I was like, what? <laughs> what kind of message board was this? We'll just read it. <laughs> I might have been on Reddit. But Check yes or no. Do you like baby eating movies? <laughs> Upvote. <laughs> R slash baby eating movies. <laughs> troll on some weird message boards, Chrissy. No. Where do you find the time? I'm talking it was about headlines. It was like headline stuff, but then that made me click where I'm like, what are they talking about? And then I would click it because I was like, well, I have to know. If it's that bad, then I, I won't be able to watch it. And sure enough, I feel like a good amount of the reviews were like, this is not for the weak hearted or the weak stomached or, you know, and there, it just, it seemed like it was a very physically anxiety producing and taxing movie to watch. And frankly, I don't like putting myself through any movie that does that. I have anxiety as it is. Like, I don't need a movie to make it worse. And that was why I didn't want to see Human Centipede either, by the way. It wasn't just about like the fact that it was creepy or, or like gross. I don't like physically feeling ill. Like, really, I don't. I don't relish that. I know some people are like, yeah, horror. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to feel that way. So and I'm not saying it needs to be all like sweetness and light either. But this was an example of why I didn't want to watch it. So there you go. That's why I Googled and got context and said, no. So basically, this is all a run-up to finally figuring out, what did you think of the movie? It was okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. What? It's almost like someone said that to you a hundred (laughs) times. Straight to your face. Are you saying that that person was right? Ding, 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 ding. I mean, that person made it out to be better than <laughs> it was. Go on. But it wasn't as bad. More, Do you know what it was as opposed to being like so grotesque as I anticipated it to be? It was more frustrating. It was a frustrating movie to watch. We have to insert the one main caveat, though. What? I put my hands over Christy's eyes during like 30 seconds of this movie. Yes. What did I miss in those three? I mean, I know what I missed, but like visually? Uh, spoiler warning. <laughs> the the baby scene. 
the, yeah. the like the once the the violent act starts and then like the the eating part. Well, I saw them all having like little pieces of like what looked like flesh in their hands, and they were like trying to eat it. And I was like, that's disgusting. Yes. So I I, I helped you out. Yeah, you did. Thank you. Anyway, but there you go. You did warn me about uh, ten minutes before that too. You're like, all right, Chris. There's 20 minutes left in this movie. Do you want to just stop it now? Shit's about to hit the fan, I know. Chris. And I remember looking at you like, well, based on where we are right now, like, I don't feel like I can. Like, <laughs> I, prom- I made a promise to you. I mean, the plane's the cr- about to crash into the, the side of the mountain. This. I can't look away now. I mean, in a Jones, we got this float. Let- we're going to blow this thing up. Right. Yeah. So it was just, you know, uh, I- it was just a frustrating movie. Because uh, I, I don't know, there was I, it, the, here's you know I'm gonna draw a, kind of a, a what's it called a comparison with Black Swan. I never had to wonder like why is that character making that choice or what's informing that choice. Even if it was crazy, it still made some some sense. Like Natalie Portman's character was crazy and had mental instability issues and and mood issues, but it made sense for her character. You know, it 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 wasn't ever um, like I was talking about with Get Out. You know, it wasn't doing capricious or crazy things for the sake of it. Um, whereas I feel like in Mother, who knows what anybody's motivation was? Well, it- that's an unfair comparison because you know, although she does go off the deep end in Black Swan, it's rooted and, and starts out as like you know this is the real world. Like, you know, it's a little bit arch in some of the things that happen, but this is the real world. You never really get that sense in mother, like off the bat. I mean, the first shot is like this woman, like burning alive or something. And like her eyes, like, you know, (laughs) we're not, we're not in Kansas anymore from jump street. So, but I still expected it to have some basis in reality. I assume that was, I knew when that happened in the very beginning at the outset, I was like, well, this is obviously the end and they're going to rewind. It shows how it got to this point, Mm -hmm. but I still expected to be rooted in reality. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, a biblical allegory, the whole thing. I mean, I don't know. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying yeah. it's not that kind of film. It's not it's not a documentary, you know, it's not the Florida Project or that's not even a documentary. That's a movie that feels, you know, real life and true true to life and, you know. This is a fever dream. This movie is a fever dream. That's a good way of putting that, it. You know, but tur- even in the, a fever the, dream, why the, does anybody the, do anything? Like the only person who had any sort of like, why would you do this, make this choice or this decision in your life is uh, Javier Bardem. He was the only character who had some, I can't, he, there's no growth there whatsoever, but um, I don't know, just some, like something informing his choices, even if it was, just plain selfishness and yeah, um, a narcissist. narcissism. Yeah. Thank you. But at least he had a quality that was identifiable, albeit narcissism. I don't know what Jennifer Lawrence, what defined her other, truly I don't, other than the fact that serving, she was... Serving others, serving her husband. How one-dimensional. Well, she's representing Mother Earth. This is like a, you know, this is almost like a really violent version of the giving tree yeah you know and she's the tree right okay so 
I mean, again, watching the second time, it's. It, I thought it was even even better the second time because you at some at one point in the movie, when well, several points in the movie, but there's a point where you're like, okay, we're not. This is the, there's something else going on. This is not a, a true to life story. This is uh, some kind of. It's right around the time or, the boys show up, and then because n- then you start to kind of realize like it's no longer these creepy strangers who like the husband's being overly hospitable to. Now these guys have shown up. Oh, a minute later there's a murder. Oh, a minute later the other guy runs away. Like that, it falls off the deep end right around there. I mean, this is definitely not an easy watch. You have to be paying attention, and you yeah, know. which I was. But even so, I don't know. I I. I I don't want to get on it for, you know, it's lack of linear storytelling or especially in the last 15 minutes, losing all basis in reality or sensical anything. Mm-hmm. It, so, I don't well, it know. Turns so, into a, it turns into a Darren Aronofsky nightmare at the in there. Right. I mean, you remember Requiem for a Dream, right? You remember yes. the last like... No, I understand 15, that. 15, 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah, but, but and I understand that. But that, you know, at the end, although it, I, I hated it, like it made me feel something, even if it was like dead. Mm-hmm. This was just like, it felt like the proverbial spaghetti throwing at the refrigerator. Let's throw crazy people. Let's throw a cult at it. Let's throw uh, baby eating. Let's throw, like they just threw every nightmarish device it felt like they had at the refrigerator to see what stuck and whatever didn't stick. It was like, we did that on purpose. Isn't it crazy? Well, it's, it's apropos. It's like almost 2017 <laughs> at the end there. We're getting a barrage of every possible worst nightmare known to man, like wars, you know, freaking, um, you know, extreme paparazzi, you know? Sure. Life is shit. <laughs> Life is shit. Right? Here, eat this baby. Right. Um, <laughs> your face. I just, I yeah. I'm not saying I hated it, by the way. I feel like this is starting to go down that road, so I want to kind of put that out there. It's not... Th- what did you think of Jennifer Lawrence's um, acting work? Her- I mean, I think she's a phenomenal actress, so it's hard for her to do wrong. How much do you think that Darren Aronofsky tortures his actors, especially his... His muses? His actresses. A lot. Aren't they romantically involved? Or am I crazy? Yeah, they like started dating during this. Yeah. How, well, how freaking crazy awkward was that? My understanding is that like he wrote it for her. He wrote it for her? I, unless I, I'm making that up, I could have sworn because I and saw then her. then he started dating her while he's a you know, well, I saw her in an interview saying that like screen. she read the script and then uh, w- was telling me afterwards, she's like, you are sick. Like, so I think they were either like already together or something like that. But And then d- d- did this come, did she start working on this after like the whole like nude photo scandal happened? Oh, I, I don't know, timeline wise, possibly. Ugh. Rough times. What a rough rough year so so yeah so to answer your question i think she's a great actress so it's hard for her to do wrong that being said she had two notes the entire film and in fact i, I was get like, out she said get out a lot in this she movie did say, get out. Um, and the sink is not braced no, yeah those were her big lines 
Um, but uh, she really had two kind of lanes that she operated in. And in fact, and I'm not saying like this to pump myself up. I'm saying like, this is how easy she made it seem. Like I was like, fuck, I could do this movie. Like in terms of the acting, the one note was like the whole, Oh, okay. I have no real expression on my face, but I'm eager to please in a quiet sort of acquiescing way. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the other lane was stop. What are you doing? Get out. Why? No, don't do that. Get out. Don't you think that's some purpose? That's the character she's playing? <gasps> or the, the she, symbol, the, the the gender role that she's playing in the story? She, she, but I mean, it is. I love this movie because it's almost like. There are no shades of gray? The, okay. The craziest uh, haunted house movie you've ever seen. Like, it's a crazy, horrible, um, you know, it's almost like the money pit in points. Like, this this, this, this house literally falls apart. Right. Like it's a war zone at the end. Um, yeah. I just think it's 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 an experience. Like, it's, it's like a 4D experience when you're in the theater watching this movie. You know some of the looks you gave me? You're like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, the raised eyebrows. oh uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Imagine being like on the fifth row in a theater watching this. Yeah, no, it's cool. No? I don't want to. <sighs> so you just really don't like movie. You're, you're more of like, I want to go to a movie and just be like this instead of like, oh, highs and lows and like, like I know. really put you through the ringer See, and no, like make and that, you feel. Ah, uh, no, you are completely misconstruing how my taste for movies is. Because in fact, I love movies that make me feel and make me think and are interesting in, in a way that that sticks with you and, and and really does elicit a strong response. But you just don't want it to give you anxiety. That's. I feel like that's a separate thing. Um, I, you know what it is, this, I don't like movies that on their face are nonsensical. You can be interesting and make me think and really stick with me and make me feel while still having some bit of sensibility or sensical. But there, but there is, it's, it's not totally nonsensical. There, there is something there. It's just, you, you gotta do a little bit of the heavy lifting to, to figure out what you think it means, you know, it's not going to like, it's not like, you know, your two year old here, here he is, here it is. Like, no, I, I don't need to be spoon fed. No, I, I don't need to be, you know, hit on the head with this is symbolism. This is plot. You know, I'm not, I'm not that simple, uh-huh. but in this movie, I think you could, it could be read several different ways. Like it could be read as the biblical allegory. It can be read as a fucked up. Uh, right. um, but this to make me feel play, anything. Play on, uh, you know, gender and and how men fucking suck and you know, true abuse. But then, but if that's the case, roles. shouldn't it have made me mad that men suck and, and look at how they abuse their positions of power and their roles? Shouldn't well, this movie have made you, me mad? Depending on who you are and how you read this movie, it could. Yeah, sure. Shouldn't it have made me? sad for her shouldn't it have made me angry at the state of how he treated her or mistreated her shouldn't it have made me 
uh, shocked about you know how it ended and, and you were sh- it did shock you. Don't act like you weren't shocked. By shocked. A lot of things it, you're confu- You're confusing confusion <laughs> with surprise and shock and awe, and there are differences. It wasn't shock and awe. Maybe I shouldn't cover your eyes during the the the. Um. <laughs> and the grotesque aspects, I'm like, Meh. but the baby was like crowd surfing at one point. Yeah, that the I baby saw. was like crowd surfing. And they're like, oh, and they crowd surf the baby too hard. It's like, oh, Whoops. and they're like, oh, might as well eat the baby now. And that's how it happened. She's like, what the fuck? You're eating my baby? It was like an egg. It was like they were, you know, doing um old school like sixth grade egg races in the in the spoon, and the egg dropped, and then they were like, whoops. But yeah, I, I I mean, I I totally understand that. I like crazy fucked up movies a lot more than you do. So, True. and this is a crazy fucked up movie. Yes. But I also think it's. Did I like it better than it's, Antichrist? It's well yes. made. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Antichrist. That movie is ten times more nonsensical than this one. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Um, but. Yeah, uh, I mean the camera work. There's like, there's like three different, um, camera views. Like you're either on her face, close up of her face. You're over her shoulder with a camera, or you're like her point of view. Yes. And that's why I think it's like a great haunted house movie. You're like, oh man, I'm trapped in this fucked up haunted house, and the haunted house is you know life, Earth. And I'm Mother Earth, and people just keep fucking, fucking my world up, and I'm really pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> I start off just like loving everyone and loving things, and be like, oh yeah, yeah, and then people start fucking up my oh, sink, and I get pissed. You? And my my you know my husband you know is an asshole, and you know he's a terrible dad that gets his baby crowd surfed and then eaten, you know. And then he doesn't even care about me. He takes my heart in the end. Fuck him. It's a trophy. So then here's the question. Does this I love that I felt her. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, go girl. Fuck everything up. And you're just like, I really don't care about anything. No. Again, it's not that. Oh, okay, I'm going to stop explaining myself. You keep no, misconstruing. I un- no, I understand what you're saying. Okay. I'm just butthurt because I like it a lot and you don't. Eh. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Okay. I didn't love it. It's not something I would actively choose to watch again, whereas you seem apt to want to watch it again. Do you remember anyone's uh, character name in this movie? They didn't have any. Ding, ding, ding. Except for the boys, who they called the boys. You're right. (laughs) Did you notice there was no musical score in the movie? I didn't, but now that you mention it, you're right. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Next. I'm looking at IMD Trivia to see if I can... Uh, this received an F cinema score, the worst possible score, which is very rare. Only, wow. Only 19 features have ever received an F. That's pretty terrible. Is that all because of the baby eating scene, you think? No. I mean, I'm sure there are other grotesque I got to go to this message board, babyeatingmovies.com, <laughs> that you have been trolling. <laughs> You're like, oh, finally, something to avoid. What other baby eating movies should I avoid? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> she even cracked. So Jennifer Lawrence uh, started hyperventilating during one of the scenes and cracked a rib in real life. 
That's pretty crazy. Yikes. Did that end up in the final cut? You think it was that one scene where they're beating the shit out of her? That's pretty, oh God. That's a pretty crazy scene, right? They, yeah, they, they were beating the shit out of her face. Yeah. And how long did it take the poet to step in and be like, no, don't do that, please, no. I was like, is he like poet version of Ricky Ricardo? Like, I can't quite figure out. I have to give some major props to uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie, though. Why? I-O. Michelle Pfeiffer. Just because she's Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, she's awesome. She's great in everything. But she was great in this movie. You're like, oh, she's throwing major shade throughout this whole movie. I will say she did a good job of stealing whatever scene she was in. What was the main thing you said about her character? You're like, why is she with Ed Harris? I'm like, you don't like Ed Harris? Well, no sexy, sexy dome that, Ed Harris? Like, look at Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, she's, she's got it going on. Yeah. She's got it going on. So she hyper, So after filming the scene where she hyperventilated and she had to be placed on oxygen, members of the crew came up with the idea to make her own happy place, a tent complete with gumballs and clips of keeping up with the Kardashians to play on a constant loop. All right. Can I have a happy place? Yes. What What will be your happy, happy, happy place? I asked you, what's your sunken place? And you're like, what's your happy place? That's the difference between the two of us. I I'm, go deep. I'm very uh, glass half full. Chrissy wants to smash my glass and put me in the sunken place. Said the man who, sunken place, apparently. who made me watch Mother and is like, but doesn't it make you feel something? And I'm like, my sunken uh, place. Yeah, that's like, that's trying to defend mother that's there you go that's cur- your second current, place okay second place. my happy place would probably be some sort of um titanic on a loop no i'm not saying i would surrounded by inflate inflatable leonardo dicaprio no doll, you know dolls. what it would be it would be a heat controlled sephora with like a buffet and the buffet also has coffee and wine on it a buffet in a Sephora? <laughs> and would you say heat controlled? <laughs> Aren't all Sephoras heat controlled? As opposed to like one where the air conditioner is broken? I can't explain. I love that you have a buffet inside the Sephora. <laughs> Wait. So, hold on. I was trying to like piece together what like, my like favorite your, things are like and your what sunken places just fucked up <laughs> sephora with a buffet i do kind of lose you in there and i can't find you sometimes <laughs> and what also like makes me happy the kind of person she's like i'm gonna go to sephora and like you can't find her ever. i know i know so for me like <laughs> sephora is like my happy place right but i might get hungry and so i need food there and it, like the hot bar from Whole Foods would be perfect. So like if they could just like wheel the hot bar from Whole Foods. Oh my in, God. <laughs> the hot bar from Whole Foods. I would be happy. And because I'm always cold and I'm always sick of going everywhere that isn't like, you know, personally heat controlled by me with a space heater. Oh, so you're talking like cold. you got like a remote in your hand, like heat controlled by Chrissy. Yeah. With a buffet here and Sephora all around me. Yes. So I could like do my makeup and then when I get bored or hungry, I can stop and eat. And then if I'm cold, I can turn up the heat that I can go back and do my makeup again. Maybe my hair. And if you, like... know, if you notice in this, she has not mentioned either me <laughs> or, or children at all. 
We're not we're not a part of this. This is a hypothetical happy place, Justin. <laughs> a minute ago, you wanted to put me in a tent with Titanic on a loop. Okay, this is a notch up. Oh, we weren't in that either. Again, wah wah says a lot, Chrissy. Not even in your happy place. It's not what the happy place is about. <laughs> it's not about happiness. <laughs> well, you would be in my happy place, Chrissy. Do you know that? Not even like multiplicity you, like seven different versions of you. We're all just like going on roller coasters at Six Flags together. There's also a buffet there. <laughs> on the roller coaster? That sounds messy. Oh my God. It's like uh, Wild and Crazy Kids on Nickelodeon <laughs> yeah. where they used to go on like the roller coaster, but they're like eating a Sunday or something. I loved that show. Did you ever see that? Yes. I was obsessed with that when I was a kid. I was oh, like, yeah. I want to eat a Sunday on, on no, like, the, the it, roller coaster. You know what they did? They would give them uh, like cups, almost like big gulp cups, and try to get them to keep the, as much liquid in the cup as possible. And at the end, they would be like, whose cup still has the most liquid? Okay, but I'm saying my happy place, I'm eating a sundae. Don't, <laughs> change, don't change it to a cup. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was really into that as a kid. Yeah. Also, Double Dare. Because yeah. the final Double Dare challenge was like my dream. True. I feel like it was more in a while than Crazy Kids, though, because they had Donnie Jeffcoat. Donnie Jeffcoat? Wasn't that his name? Was that his name? I think so. The blonde kid? It was like poor man Zach Morris. Seems to ring a bell. Yeah. Come on, Twitter. Help me out here. I think that's what But more about Double was. Dare and gigantic <laughs> slime tacos or the hamster wheel. Yeah. Oh. Or like they went in the foam pit. And... I keep saying they need to bring it back. I heard that they were bringing it back. I thought they back. were, yeah. What happened there? Why am I not there right now? Like we talk about, like we've we've seen say? we've seen the prices right wheel in person and like touched it. But sure. if I was on the double dare course, I'd be like, oh my god! By the way, the prices- family double dare, oh, Chrissy. Oh boy, the four of us, we would wreck. <laughs> that would See, be awesome. And I wanted like a revival of supermarket that, sweep that and have all my, of us on supermarket. Oh sweep. my god! Can I can I bring my costume? Yeah. What costume am I gonna wear? Wait, they do costumes on supermarket sweep. You've already forgotten my costume idea from like two months ago? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> the minute you did the sound, I was like, Grant, Grant is back. It's January. I have enough time to build my Grant, Grant costume for Supermarket Suite or Double Dare. So yep. there you go. See, look, there are symptoms of anxiety on, on TV right now from... The, the the doctor's oh TV show, and that's how these movies make me feel. You're welcome, wah, Justin. Wah, wah. Anyway, so too much anxiety for Chrissy for mother. Um, I loved it. It's an experience, guys. Sure. I thought it was great. Like passing a kidney stone. You know what? I any movie that's audacious enough like this is one of those swing for the fences type of movies like it's not boring no. can't say it's boring no it's not you know the same thing you've seen a dozen times this year but they like swung for the fences and ended up with a bunt in your opinion they still got on base just like your opinion man huh they still got on base just wasn't a home run okay maybe your bases are different from me too We've had this conversation. 
Your mind's in the gutter. I'm talking about movies. <laughs> I know. What, what will be your final grade for mother? Uh, C, C minus somewhere in there. Really? Yeah. I'll probably give it like a B plus. All right. Like I said, it's in my top 10. But again, I've only saw like 20 some movies probably. So. All right. There you go. Yes. Sure. Are you glad you saw it? Yes, because now we can stop talking about it. Because it's not as bad as you thought. Yes. You know what this paves the way for? No. You know what it paves the way for. I'm not doing it. All the Police Academy movies. What? (laughs) What if we did all the Police Academy movies? You did say we could watch the Fast and the Furious movies. No, I was thinking Human Centipede 2. I knew that's what you were thinking. That's why. Did you see? I was like, no. (laughs) I was waiting. And then when you didn't say it, I was like, oh, good. I got out of that one. Don't put it in his head. Just retreat like Homer Simpson. Oh my gosh. It's like a mother of the movie. I'm constantly surprising you, Chrissy. We must love everyone. This baby. I just threw the baby over there. We must love them <laughs> and forgive them now. Is that who were you doing an impression of? Javier Bardem. Oh, for a second I thought you were um Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us with your Tommy Wiseau impression, Chris. Come on. It is not true. I did not do it. I get out. Um, should we take this last <laughs> moment to say that we are very disappointed in James Franco for many reasons? Um, but one of which he didn't let Tommy Wiseau at least say two words, three words on the mic. I mean, he didn't have to let Tommy give him his whole speech, but like the fact that like he called Tommy up there. He was like, "Come on up, bro." And then he wouldn't let him say a word and like, like the the form. He elbowed him out. He was like, <laughs> "But no." And then after he finished giving his speech, didn't like relinquish the mic for a second. Like that was it. Dick move. It was Franco. Anyway. You stunty. You look pretty. <laughs> Hollywood don't want to hear you, Tommy. Don't look at robot crab. He's shy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm glad we watched both those movies. And I would suggest anyone who hasn't seen them to see them. I mean, if you're in the L.A. Just area, ruined them for you. Huh? If you're in the L.A. area, it's going to be a very rainy and apocalyptic day tomorrow. You might as well just stay home and watch these movies. <laughs> you say that like you're kidding, Chrissy, but people get crazy around here. Oh, I know. And our roads are not built for this rain. You know, I know. And, and that's the big joke here is that everyone's making fun of us for our weather report of like Stormwatch 2018. But the, it is really true. It rains anything more than an inch here and everything floods so even though it looks like an inch of rain like you'll see cars that can't get down Burbank I mean, Boulevard. Chrissy, you've seen me drive through what you thought were hurricanes so you know i could drive through anything it's other people here in la that you have to worry about i'm one of them i i'm the one of the people you have to worry about for sure <laughs> especially when you're at night on the 118 freeway and it's not well lit and i can't see the markers on the road good god help me i'm just like i told brooklyn and i we were in the car and I go, I, I can't see the road. And she goes, what? In the back seat. And I go, hold on, hold on. And then it, It's good to know that you're passing on this anxiety to our children, Chris. And then it got better. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I can see the lines now. She's like, but what do you mean you couldn't see the road? And I go, well, it was flooded, Brooklyn. I couldn't see the lines because the street was flooded. <sighs> Showing her speed and face off. Now you want to show her get out. <laughs> 
for a responsible parent, Chris. She she loves Buffy, like I said. I figured like that was her gateway. Well, Buffy's amazing, so. She wants to be Buffy for Halloween and she wants you to be Spike. That's weird. I, I said I would that. be I would be Xander. I told her that too and she goes, "No, I want Daddy to be Spike." And I said, "Yeah, but that's weird because they have like a thing." Or Giles, I'll be Giles. Did you hear her thing though? And I said, "But but you but they have a thing." And she goes, "So?" I'm like, she, she doesn't understand it. She's only seen once more with feeling, Chris. But I know, but did you but did you hear what when I told her, I explained like Buffy and Spike kind of have this like romance that's like a thing. Uh-huh. She goes, "So?" I'm like, "So your dad's your dad and can't be your boyfriend." She goes, "But it's just for one day." Like for a minute, <laughs> I was like, I, I, "Yeah, I know." Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Chrissy, where can you find our podcast on the interwebs? On the interwebs, what are the interwebs? I'm just kidding. You can find us on Apple Podcast. Uh, now you can find us on Spotify too, <gasps> which is very exciting. Uh, I don't know if you have Spotify, but so many of us do, and we all love it. So. There's that. On social, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and now on Instagram as well, all uh, at MovieGeekCast. Yes. Yes. You can also go to PodFixNetwork.com. Yes. Find our podcast and several super awesome podcasts to listen Mm -hmm. to in 2018. I feel like it's a, a year where you just need to just load up on podcasts to get through everything. The sadness... The anxiety. Don't get an Audible account, whatever you do. You Don't. should not get an Audible account. You should listen to podcasts <laughs> instead. Chrissy suggested she wanted to get an Audible account. I was like, you just need to listen to podcasts. Which is fine if he would have said it just like that. But he was like vehemently opposed <laughs> and mad at the mere suggestion. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, there's some books I'd like to read, but I don't have time. Maybe I could get an audible kind. He's like, why don't you listen to podcasts? Like I keep telling you, but no, not what Justin says. I'm like, because I'm that that's not like butthead at all. And I was like, but but that's fine. Like I like podcasts too, but maybe I want to read like a book and a podcast can't deliver me a book. You're like, but there are podcasts about books. I was like, okay. You're such an embellisher. <laughs> Pretty basically, close. Basically, you take what I say, then you twist it, and then you give your weird impression filter, sometimes involving butthead. What? And then it you, was pretty And close. then you put me in the sunken place, and I give you happy places. That's the difference between us, Chris. Um, you told I me- I love that- you. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. <laughs> You, t- you basically insinuated that I was a bad person for not including you or, or our children in my happy place. <laughs> I give you happy place and guilt trips. Well, I'm in my grand grand costume playing supermarket sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> my sound. tentacles, my wet, moist tentacles are, oh, are why? wiping when across your face. Nobody wants to hear about your wet, moist ugh, <laughs> tentacles or that sound ever again. JK, I love you. I love you too. Um, so yeah, we're Google us. You can find us. Uh, other than that, we're easily found. Next week on the show, 1995 fantasy movie draft, Chrissy, mm-hmm. with some big big name players. 95 is a good year. Big name players. So we got 95 uh, here in January. 96 is going to be in February, and then in March, um, you know, we're doing this nice tournament with with the draft, the semifinals. Mm-hmm. 
will be 97 and 98, one of which Chrissy will be returning mm-hmm. to be included in. I shall. And then the final is in April, 99. It's going to be exciting, guys. Yay! Uh, and then other than that, we have a lot of exciting guests um, possibly returning. Um, very interesting movie selections for Chrissy. Ooh, you thought mother was nervous smile emoji. Get ready, Chrissy. Okay. <laughs> Get out. I know. This is like, this whole double feature is as a symbol of um, Chrissy's impending doom. Evidently. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Other than that, um, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.